Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, softball players all across the nation, we are back on Off the Bench. This is King Seat Episode 2. As always, I'm Flip. I'm G. What up, y'all? I'm Rippy. And we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. I think this is probably one of the most uh, anticipated uh, streams we've had, wouldn't you say? Interviews? Yeah. yeah. To this point? Yeah, I agree. This I'm one's, excited. This one's going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm I have a, a little spice to it for sure. Oh, without can question. <laughs> somebody, somebody everybody wants to talk to, but nobody ever talks to. We're going to talk to them! I think that's pretty lit. <laughs> there you go. Great. So, before we get into anything... We do got to shout out our sponsor for this week's stream. First Impressions Barbershop. Shout out to Matt Davis, a.k.a. Matty Ice. If you've never had your hair blessed by this man, I strongly encourage you to go get your stuff cut by this guy. Or anybody at his team for that matter, because I'm telling you now, the people there do great. You can catch them at 8441 Park Ave in Allen Park, Michigan. To schedule an appointment, you can either call them at 313 313- 686-7418 or go to firstimpressionsbarbershop.org. Again, if you have not went to Maddie Ice or anybody at First Impressions, you are definitely missing out on one hell of a cut. Trust me on that one. We'll drop bombs for Matt Davis one time. Gotta yeah, give him the bombs, bombs man. Bombs. Gotta give him the bombs. I may or may not be going there tomorrow. Hey, there's my boy Haber Snocky. I'm supposed to go. I need to go. We're, we're supposed to go to Vegas here shortly, man, and I, I definitely... Definitely need to figure my life out and go get my stuff cut because it's. I'm not gonna pull my hat off because that's embarrassing, but you know. <laughs> I just have to throw up, bro. It's okay. Go, before before anybody, grave. before anybody says anything about my cup, this is a bad. I was gonna say, what is that? It's is a, that a bad, bad it's a dugout mug. Listen, my daughter Taya. Shout out to Taya. She'll probably never watch this, but if you do, I love you. Thank you for my <laughs> gift. This is my birthday gift. So now you don't know what's in here. It could be water. I'm drinking Gatorade tonight. That's cute. Or am I? Not a boy. So, <clears throat> for those tuning in now or for those who will tune in later, our special guest tonight is definitely a one of one. Um, as you guys know, uh, when, when Tony D left U-Triple-S-A, uh, Leo stepped up and then he was out the door pretty quick. Uh, if Leo, if you ever watched this, yeah, shout out to Leo. I haven't talked to him in forever, but... Uh, so then we had a pair of Billy Geeches and Dave Word were the two that stepped up. Um, a lot of you guys that are in Michigan, well, everybody in Michigan, uh, if you're not from Michigan, last year Michigan faced a lot of issues as far as uh, scheduling goes where it was you either pick, yeah, you pick U-Trip or you pick One Nation, basically. Um, so throughout the last year, it's been a little rough. And this year, uh, earlier this month, Billy actually stepped down and the question was, is Dave Word going to pick up the pieces and keep building U-Triple-S-A in Michigan? Big question. So, Big question. Yes. Yeah, so, we got that answer. Yeah, and we had some hot soup with it with uh, with Jimmy Z. He gave us a little info on this before we came out here. So that, that, that's pretty sweet. Uh, it's one of those things where, like, there's a lot going on, and then there's a lot more going on after it, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, folks... What? A lot of questions will be answered tonight. Uh, without further ado, your U-Triple-S-A GSL Michigan State Director, Dave Word. 
Dave, round of applause for Dave one time, man. Shout out to Dave. Shout out to Dave. Appreciate you. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing good. You? Not too bad, man. I'm uh, just kind of hanging out, man. This was this was definitely one that I've I've been looking forward to since we got it confirmed that you were going to be on here. Same. This this might be like the first time me and you have had a face to face since like once. I think I had one. I think I met you once last year, maybe twice. You met up in Midland, but yeah. we're just dancing and listening to music most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it goes, man. You gotta it's have just, fun out there. Just having a good time. <laughs> it's having a good time. So, you know, obviously, number one, first and foremost, thank you very much for for joining us and coming on. Um, you know, obviously, all these interviews are always optional. So the fact that you took time out of your day to come on here and address some questions we had, some questions the chat may have, um, you know, that's huge, man. Uh, so I really do appreciate that. Same. Um, yeah, so... To be here, I'm going to do my best to answer questions that you guys have, so... I got faith in you. I'll let them fly. I got faith in you. So let, let, we'll kick it off easy. You know, so just tell, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your background and uh, how you got into being a USSSA director. Yeah, man, I, I grew up here in Michigan, uh, started my Little League career playing for Westland Youth Athletic Association. I think I still got some records there for uh, most strikeouts. Anybody hey. wants to look it up. Hey. Uh, played played on the on the west side there for most of my life. Uh, played a little bit of Little Caesars baseball, Michigan Rams. Then I went off to the Marine Corps after high school. Uh, did that, came back, went to CMU, played some intramural softball, and Ended up going into recreation management, where I went out to Utah, became a state director for girls' fast pitch for USSSA out there, ran some leagues for adults, and got to play on a few teams like Sprint. Helped some guys from Platinum Funding get to USSSA Worlds, and there I've been with the USSSA system since 07. So I got back to Michigan in 2013. The story kind of went with Tony, I met up with him, started USSSA leagues in Rochester. Had a great relationship with Tony. I loved the guy. And uh, it was actually sad to see him depart and go separate ways just with all the, you know, everything that was going on with him and his brother and his family. And I feel, I feel for the guy when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I didn't want to see him in part ways, but I also didn't want to see USSSA just go to the wayside in Michigan. So Leo decided to step down i i put my name in and just saying that i could help as much as i knew administratively i'd, I'd help as much as i could because uh, the inner workings of the mutual plus a system it's not very friendly to users so having someone step up and you know try and learn the back side of it was going to be a little more difficult so billy stepped up to be the the front man and and run all of uh the front side tournaments and events and setting up schedules and feet on the ground and I planned on sitting at my desk and talking shit to people and uh, <laughs> working, <laughs> working the back end of the paperwork and uh, setting up the committee for pre classes and getting new people signed up to the system. So that's where, where I came into play. And again, sad to see Billy the way he did. I mean, it was a lot of stress this last year and we didn't expect the, the competition to be like that with Tony, but it was. So this is a different year, and you know, we're really hoping to not only serve the community the best we can, but really 
get a chance for everybody to have an opportunity to play. And I think that's most important. Everybody deserves to play any sanction that's here in Michigan. And if we can provide that, then that's what we're going to do. Yeah, Tony. Tony kind of went. Awesome. Tony kind of went hard on you guys last year with the schedule. <laughs> he left. Yeah. He left no room for anybody else. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean it. It is what it is at this point. You know, he's he was here. This is his life. You know, softball was his life. He was out there at Liberty and and did that. And when that went away, he had to find a way to keep going. And you know, he wasn't in it for. He didn't want to see any competition. Not with you, Triple S A. Not with anybody. So. I expected that. I, I truly did. But, you know, it, it was tough on the teams. You know, teams wanted to play. They, they wanted to play both. They wanted to go down to Berliner. They wanted to go to USSA and Vieira. They want to do all these great experiences that both of these associations have to offer. And on top of that, there's ASA, NSA, MIR, all these little, all these other organizations that are offering really good tournaments. And, you know, if, if we can... Big two with One Nation and U-Trip, GSL in the mix. If we can uh, work on our schedules and you know make sure everybody has a chance to play, that's what that's what it's going to happen this year. Good. So, with the whole Billy thing, you know, last year you guys were both co-directors. Uh, and again, for those who didn't hear or just now tuning in, Billy did step down this year. Uh, so, what was it like working with him? And I think you kind of touched on a little bit, but kind of go over like how you think the first year went. Cause again, obviously it was, you know, hit or miss on how well the organization did. We had some big ideas. Uh, you know, we wanted to do the, the lower level conference for the guys to really get them some points and, you know, qualification. And we tried to give as much money back as we could. And, you know, a lot of great ideas that really we just didn't have an opportunity to implement. And unfortunately for Billy, it, it just, it got harder and harder as the year went on. You know, if you weren't in it for the money. You guys know that if you came out to our tournaments and saw the money that we were giving away. But at the same time, Billy is a relationship guy. And when guys are giving you a hard time all the time, and things aren't going your way, and you got a 18 tournament, you're trying to make it work for the teams that want to be there, and everybody else is giving you flack for combining divisions and things like that. It, it, it's almost too much to handle. Rip, you might see, you might see Billy out there. Uh, last conversation I had with him, he's considering going back to conference and up in this year. So, might you might see his feet on the ground. <laughs> this year. That was precious. Hey, yeah. that it it always be welcome. I love Billy. He's a great guy. You know, and, you know, I guess like my, I, I agree. I think like you guys kind of in multiple ways kind of caught a little bit of little harsh feedback, you know, from a lot of people last year. Cause but if what people fail to remember is there was a post made right after you guys took, took over about what everyone would like to see or what everyone would want, you know, whether it was, you know, more prize money, more prize packages, uh, playing at different locations, things like that. And you guys, in my opinion, try to implement all of it. Everything, yeah. And with that happening, I think it's funny the things people asked for was the same things people ate you up about. And I think that was a little unfair. And then, I, yeah, I mean, dealing with that with Tony, it was, I mean, that was definitely an uphill battle because, it, yeah, I mean, he definitely was holding a lot of people hostage and it did not play nice with that. So, I mean, 
I look forward to seeing if Billy's out there this, this summer. Look forward to seeing Billy. But, you know, I think also, you know, touching on some of you guys' stuff from 2021, I think it was kind of a bit of a raw deal for you guys. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I... Oh, no, I was just, I was agreeing with it. I, I, I can't argue facts, man. It was tough last year. From an experience standpoint, I lost money last year running stuff. I, the way that my administrative role works is someone had to be the fiscal director. So I have the account, USSA accounts in my name. It's my LLC that's attached to it and everybody else's contractors. So, you know, Everything's running through through me, and it, I had to put out put up money for fields that we didn't use, and you know there was a, a lot to it. And I said from the very beginning, I'm not going to be the tournament guy. I don't want to be out there, and I I'll help it on the back end. I'll I'll set up the schedules. I'll do all the stuff that I'm good at. But I mean, you guys look at my Facebook. I got seven kids. I don't got time for that shit. I'm not going to be out. <laughs> yeah. No, literally. It sounds like you're busy doing something over there. <laughs> Yeah. Yo, drop bombs for the family one time. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, so you were never meant to be, uh, I guess, quote unquote, a physical presence. You were more so the behind the scenes kind of guy. Yeah, man. I just I have a lot of knowledge on the inner workings of USSA. You know, the thoughts that the uh, national committee and you know the way they want things ran. And I don't think you guys realize this, but we really don't have much power. We really can't do anything there's only a few guys ever in the history of USSA who could go in the system and change someone's class one of those guys was tony and we know that that doesn't happen oh, anymore. <laughs> that does not happen anymore the national oh, committee put a stop to all that stuff. when we you would get the instant response email from the national committee but it was worded is uh just like how tony would uh, respond with it You've seen, you were in some of those conversations. You got to be uh, firsthand seeing what Purcell, his idea of the way reclasses should go and you know, trying to push people out of E. And if if you haven't, if you get bumped nationally and you don't want to play up, your chances are you're not going to go back down until you play up. You got to give it that experience. The goal is to get everybody to the conference level. And if you're not a conference player, then you stop at D. You stop at C. You don't get a chance to go up to that, you know. But E, in the opinion of the national committee, is guys that suck and new players. <laughs> Yo, drop bombs. <laughs> drop bombs one oh, time. Shout out so, to all the E players. <laughs> I mean, so touching on that, you, you are right, Dave. I was in, you know, some of those conversations last year. And uh, there was. Uh, times where it was unfair to everyone on yeah i mean it was out of the committee's hands of what we were trying to do at times you know because it like you said it's was not just a click of the button for you it was things getting sent up to flagpole and how it went out from there is how it went out from there yeah yeah i mean so you are you are correct i had there's multiple times you saw it trying to get some more than a half point you know the the stance for that almost always was, does this person deserve to play down? Or, you know, if we're going to move them a full point, if they're a, a D elite, do they deserve to play an E? You know, should they be allowed to be a move? Or if they're a move, is that person going to be the best player in E? Because that's not what we're trying to do. You know, we want the best player in E 
to be someone that's a, a second, third-year player in the and then they're going to be going up to D next year. You know, that's the way the process. You don't want the best go. guy in E being a D player moving down. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately, I think what we all have learned, though, what national office puts you guys in the predicament of of that is, yeah, it's all sounds amazing, but there's, you know, how many programs in this, this country that do not play from that same rule book, and it, it puts everyone... Uh, you know, from here, they feel, I mean, I'm speaking from, I feel as our, you know, metro or the state of Michigan as a whole, they feel like they're put out at a disadvantage when they go to larger tournaments at times. And I don't know if, yeah, I mean, I know it's a, a work in progress. There's been a lot of change across the country when it comes to directors and so on and so forth. Um so maybe it's just a, a matter of time. It's just a work in progress as it'll all work itself out. But, you know, I think we've been hearing this, you know, we got to be a little more strict thing. I mean, before you guys, I mean, Tony would often say that when he, you know, he was in charge at U-Trip. And I think if I mean, a lot of people would feel when, once you got out of town, it was not that way. I mean, there's been plenty of times I've been there looking, how how in the world is this a, a D team or a C team? You know, this team's got five guys that played in the conference last year on this team, and I'm not talking as B players. And all of a sudden, and C, the, all five guys are on one team. So it, it's really not, I mean, it's a work in progress. I'll agree. But at the same time, I think you guys were overly analyzed and it didn't help you guys at all for what you were trying to do here. Yeah. I, we tried to do the best we could. I mean, people on the committee and, and just to put it out there, flip was not on the committee. I was number I seven, man. It's number seven. <laughs> you have no idea how many people said stuff to me about that. Like, I actually thought that I was really on there. That's just like the rankings. Everyone thinks I'm the only one there. Element of surprise, man. It's just all it's, it's, people talking in, in those meetings. Uh, I mean, I think it was eye opening to a lot of Chriselle would jump on a, on a Zoom that we were having to go over some of that stuff. And, you know, everybody was in an opinion that they should be reclassed. And first of all, I was like, no, this person has never played up like they were supposed to. So they take that opportunity and play at that upper division that they got bumped to nationally. They're not. They're not going to play back down. So we get. I'm going to tell you right now. How many reclasses are like? I haven't played in two years. Can you reclass me down? Because I haven't played. I'm sorry. If I if I say yes to that, it's going to go to national, and they're going to look at your playing history, and they're going to say no. That's just how it goes. So for sure. Yeah. So we'll get we'll get more into reclass. I don't want to spoil everything because there are some. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I don't want to go too far ahead here. So running it back to how, like, you know, obviously the U-Triple-S-A thing, and uh, we all know, like, and I think every player in here will va always value a Florida ring with U-Trip over any ring you can get, whether, like, again, PSL has super cool custom rings, uh, and, and I'm mad I've, I've never won one. Um, but, you know, U-Triple-S-A, yeah. Florida, Florida weight, or Florida's ring weight is 
again, 10 times better than any ring you can get. So it's the epitome of what you play. Yeah, for, so man. it's obvious, like, U-Triple-S-A has been the king, especially in Michigan. What what would you say we got to do, maybe from even your perspective or, you know, us as coaches or, like, G, like, for players? players. What do we have to do to get back to that point where U-Triple-S-A is, you know, again, the number one option? It's never going to be the number one too much social media there's you know too many other opportunities out there than they're working for it's uh it's always going to be an experience that you know is going to be the hardest ring to win winning you triple sa is the hardest you don't have a hitter you go down to florida you play in those conditions it, i mean even I had some conversations with silverbacks last year they said nothing's harder those those guys are, are across the board some of the best ballers i've seen so I mean, if, if you're going to look at it from that perspective, I don't know if they're – when people get to Florida, they're always going to view it that way. From a regional standpoint, uh, our competition is going to continue to be one nation. They they got Berliner, lock and <laughs> key, basically, and that's where everybody wants to go. That's the mecca of the Midwest. Uh, unless there's another complex that is able to compete with that that USSA gets their hands on, it's always going to be at the front and center in the region. Now, nationally, I think that people look at U-Trip differently. I mean, you got the youth sports programs in, in girls' fast pitch and, and baseball that are building up. I mean, there's 1.9 million people playing USSA today between all the associations that they have on all the sports. So as a kid growing up, a girl or a boy, you know, you're looking at USSA like, that's that's it. That's what I want to do. And when they get to the, the slow pitch level, you just continue on in that realm. I mean, there's always going to be other opportunities, but I think just from a branding standpoint, there's no taking away that U-Trip has the brand that everybody wants to play just because it's ingrained in them. That's at least six years old now. I mean, do you feel saying that, I mean, 1.9 million people, you know, athletes playing U USSA is a crazy number. Uh, do, do you feel that uh, U USSA's main focus is youth sports and slow pitch softball don't get the the love that it probably once had with national office? That it's it's a little bit of a different focus these days? Yeah, I mean, they've branded themselves over the years to be a little bit of everything. Uh, I mean, the goal of USSA, honestly, is the building of the program and going from E to D to C to B to getting to the conference. You know, they want to offer the professional opportunity to play as you're an adult at the slow pitch level. And I mean, if you look at some of the organizations that have went by the wayside over the years with uh, like fast pitch for guys and things like that, this is the focus of of what they're looking to do for the adult sector. So, I mean, if you want to play slow pitch, they know that they already have the marketing for the youth. And granted, that's probably their moneymaker because there's so many kids playing. When when you get to the adult age, you transition easily into, into slow pitch. It, it's probably not, I mean, it's not a priority compared to their, their marketing and, and advertising, but it is the next step in your evolution of your career as, as an athlete, if you're going to continue to play baseball or softball. I know that. Gotcha. 
that was my thing is after high school played in a summer collegiate league and then I had no idea slow pitch softball like was even still around like my dad used to play when I was younger and I'd always go but you know you get out of baseball and then you still got that like hunger for it you know just something that keeps that competitive edge there subbed a couple of times in a, a league in Garden City and then you know fast forward seven years later here I am sitting here talking to you <laughs> The coaching aspect of the way U-Triple-S-A is set up, you know, it's it's a different, a whole different opportunity. You know, you got to play the reclasses. you got to play your roster. you got to play your moves, you know. And from a coaching standpoint, if you – even if you're not an athlete, there's an experience for you in your Triple-S-A. Yep. Amen. I agree. Amen. I now, and, I, and, and I also agree, like, the, the evolution of the process moving from – local levels up to the conference, you know, having last year be my first full year in the conference. And then, you know, this year going to be year two. It, the, the game is, is completely different and so many levels from our local level. It's a, a very pure game. It's a lot of the, the talk that you normally hear between teams at the lower levels is, is gone. It's, it, it does have the professional vibe and feel to it. So I, I, you know, from my perspective, it is, it's, it's a, the conference is, you know, a completely different world compared to local softball. Get some of these teams we got playing this year from E to D to C. I mean, we got a lot of guys that are striving to get to that level. And I mean, it, it's cool to see. We, I feel like over the last couple of years, I've had several teams, you know, that have been like, I want to get reclassed and go down, but I feel like there's more guys that are like, yeah, I'm ready to go up. And that's, that's cool. I, I don't think that's been the case over the last five, 10 years. It's been local level guys wanting to stay where they're at, play down. And, and now I think teams are seeing that, especially when we got, event, we got a major event back in Canton this year, like Rip was saying too in Chicago. I mean, there's some close opportunities for teams, especially on the tryout level or even just getting exposure. I mean, if you're looking to, to go that route, get with some of these teams, just put your name out there and, and get an opportunity to step on a field with, and see what the stadiums are like, see what some of these other places are like. It's probably a whole different atmosphere. Definitely. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, Chicago's, I mean, what, say five hours from here. Cincinnati is roughly four hours from here. I mean, that's, you know, two tournaments, I mean, technically, Chicago's having two events this year. So, I mean, you're talking, including Canton, that's four events within a five-hour car ride. Smokies isn't too bad. Yeah, drop, drop bombs for, for us getting some damn tournaments, <laughs> especially out here. Canton is like... Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't, hard to get them. Yeah, I haven't played... I know there's a complex that somebody talks about... Um, I think you brought it up before too, Art Van or something. Um, that's oh, well, yeah, that's supposedly really nice, and it sucks for us because of the whole, you know, Liberty shutting down thing. I wasn't around long enough to actually like, you know, really grow to love and respect Liberty for what it was until you know after it's, it's gone. Um, but Canton being the premier spot with the most fields, you know, you got the the bar for you know food and drinks in between. There's no, in my opinion, since, you know, I've been around, Midland was nice, don't get me wrong, but Canton has always been, for me now, like, 
one of the best tourney atmospheres, especially when there's a big one there. You know, you can get your couple-hour game break and go watch your boy play on the other field or, you know, on the women's side of things, if your girl plays, you can go watch your girl play. And, and it's tough because we never get Canton because of all the little leagues and stuff like that. That's the I think that's the worst part about Canton is as cool as it as cool as it is, and as much as it brings that tournament out, you know, it's never it's never there enough for us. Yeah, I mean it is unfortunate, but that's the like, honestly. If you talk to any parent, they're gonna put themselves on the back of the kid. So when, yeah, when we're looking at those youth sports and the impact that they have, they're making. Twice as much money as yeah. fish. You got some of these baseball tournaments, $900, $1,100 to enter. Are you guys going to pay that? I don't think so. Now I'm cool. On that, could you, could you touch a little more on what everyone can expect? When the, the, the major is going to be? Do you, do you, I don't know if you have the date you know, handy for, for everyone. Um, I know from doing a little research, it's going to be a, a, a big, it's going to be a more multiplier uh, tournament for the the conference so i'm guessing it's going to be a very solid turnout can you you know, i mean can we touch a little more talk a little more about us getting a major back here a whole lot rip i don't got much to tell you on that it's uh <laughs> it's not even something that we get our hands in they they bring in someone from national office to run those events they directly we can't everything goes through that we don't we don't deal with any of it at the state level gotcha That's annoying. you should get to collab with them because it's in your state yeah, so they'll reach out to us once everything gets underway uh, and, you know, want us to pull teams, get teams to show up and, you know, be a part of the event. So, so who knows? Maybe Super Friends will show up. Yeah, and we'll get more information as it gets closer. But right now, they uh, the only thing that they're, they've worked on is just facility agreements with uh, Ken. And then sure. when it comes down to it, we'll, we'll get the, all the information probably a week before everybody else does and be able to push that out to all the registered teams. So back in the day when Liberty had the last chance, which was always huge, the same time there'd, there'd be like a super NIT held at the same time for E. Is that something that you, you think could be a possibility for for us here this year? Yeah, I mean, we wanted, we've already talked about with uh, tournament directors that we're adding, uh, getting a couple more NITs in the state. We also have another one partner. Indiana, they're going to be offering an NIT down in South Bend, good complex down there. So we got a little bit on the on the schedule as far as that. You know, if we have that opportunity, run with it. You know, that's something. If they give us that opportunity, we will. And a lot of that depends on how many teams want to show up at the major level. If it is an average turnout, then they can open up the extra fields to bring in you know, E and Southern divisions that want to come play. Gotcha. Thank you. So speaking of the games and schedules and stuff like that, so you triple SA and GSL dropped the world schedule uh, this past week, I believe it was, um, you know, and on that, uh, one of the bigger things, and I, and I think, you know, a lot of the E teams caught it too, was the E world's tournament is not in Indiana this year. It's in uh, Kansas city. Um, is that a permanent move or is that just, you know, this year we're going to put it here and then go back or have they figured that out at all? Uh, when 
when I saw that question was coming, I, I went right to national with it. And the answer was they're geographically locating these events now. Uh, last year, there was low turnout everywhere because there was three tournaments within yeah. five weeks, all for E. And it was very close, you know, South Carolina, Ohio, Indiana. And it ended well, the up West being, teams had to come out here three times. And it was a crappy experience for the teams yeah. that that went to low attended tournaments. You know, I, they they want the bigger tournaments. There really hasn't been a whole lot geographically located in the middle of the country. And they're going to end up pulling teams from all directions being in, in Kansas there. So I think from them, from a strategic standpoint, I know, Rip, I know you're going to touch on some other things here, but as far as, you know, plane tickets and costs, but from a geographic perspective, I think the opportunity being in centralized in the, in the middle of the country, you still got Florida you can fly to. You still got some of these other locations. It makes it more fair for everybody, too. Um, I mean, in all honesty, no, I think I'm going to uh, – I mean, we still have GSL Worlds in, in Columbus, Ohio. I mean, that's three hours from here. I just think uh, from the state of Michigan, we've been spoiled. Our e-program has forever for having E-Worlds North. There was always Liberty. A, at Liberty, and then once Liberty was gone, it was just in Columbus, Ohio, or Columbus Indiana, excuse me, right. which is, what, a four- or five-hour car ride south. So, you know, I feel like our e-program for years has been spoiled. So I could see where – a lot of those teams that don't plan put the money aside to go to Florida are having a little bit of a, you know, a shock reaction to this because oh, they got to go I mean, to Indiana or whatever. I mean, well, no, they're, they're thinking it's the opposite way. Like, well, what the hell are we going to do now? Are we going to put the money to, together to go to Florida when, you know, their game plan was probably to play, you know, the two GSL and Columbus, Indiana, you know, the North USA worlds and then GSL worlds in Columbus. So now you take that that away, it's, you know, for some of these teams, I don't think they necessarily budget to go to Florida because they've been spoiled right. for all these years. Yeah. How far you know, is it going to happen? All those teams are going to be in Panama City this year. <laughs> yeah. So I do got a little sidebar. And to bring up, you actually kind of just almost spilled a little bit of the beans, I think. You know, I noticed here on the Michigan USA Slow Pitch uh, Facebook page, when the world events were dropped, you had some names uh, tagged in that there post, sir. Uh, would you like to to touch on that and talk about those gentlemen? Are those gentlemen going to be your upcoming tournament directors here? Um, hot soup, hot soup. You gonna drop? You gonna drop a little little tea for us, Dave? Yeah, I mean that that's the plan. I I mean I said all along I'm I'm pushing paper. I'm not planning on being out at those events. So for me, when I went to national and said, you know, Billy put in his resignation, I said, what's going to happen? What do you want me to do from my end? I, I don't have the time with my day job or my family life to get out there every weekend and run these events. And I said, you give me the opportunity to bring some people on. I can find some people that that'll be willing to help. And I mean, I didn't even have to reach out. I had people coming to me. So we got, uh, people from the west side, we got John Springsdorf. He's going to be running events out at North Shores. It's a big NSA complex. Great he's complex, got the Umps. Yeah. He's got We're the Umps. There. He's got the fields. He's got – and they're already working on scheduling with uh, Victor Canales. They're going to uh, run an umpire training to get those guys up to speed out there. He's got some uh, seasoned officials. It's not really up to speed on your SSSA GSL. So getting them up to speed, making sure that they've got their strike zones – locked in when we do get some events out there 
uh, teams been itching for the opportunity to play USSA out there. So getting them there. Uh, Victor Canales is also working with John to get some events in Battle Creek and uh, Grand Rapids area. So they're going to be managing the west side. I already said Victor is working on that NIT in South Bend, which uh, the stipulation to play in that is you got to play in the state tournament to be able to uh, go down to their NIT, which is going to be after that. Uh, we got Suchi and Scotty Galiniak. He's going to be running events. Uh, Scott's going to be running Flat Rock, Woodhaven area, so we can be you know downriver a bit. Uh, Suchi and Ayala are going to be on board too, running events. So you're going to have lots of opportunities from Midland to Delia to Pollard to Dearborn to Helmich. I mean, and the one thing that I told everybody, and they all agreed. We're working with Jimmy Z. You know, Jimmy has been a friend of mine uh, since I got to Michigan here. He's been an umpire for me at Borden Park. Uh, he was on our reclassification committee last year for USSA. So if you don't look like how things went, you can blame that on Jimmy. <laughs> Hot move, Dave. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he he's a great guy for that role. He, you know, He's always been a go-getter. He's been, you know, motivated for his family as well. And uh, I care about him, and I'm a relationship guy. Anybody that knows me, uh, I care more about the people I'm close to than than most. And I think that's why you guys saw me riding a lot of people when things were going south on social media and Getches was getting some heat. I kept my mouth shut for a while, but I'm ready to, I'm ready to get a little spicy here. <laughs> I mean, so... Nice. With the the gentleman you named, I mean, congrats moving, getting this stuff going on the west Yo, side. Give, give him a round of applause I mean, real quick. That, yeah, go right ahead. Yes, much, much, much do. Um, that sounds amazing. Like the the find someone established over there, I think that's gonna pay you know big dividends for you guys because it's not someone new. Um, some of the gentlemen you you know you named though, whether like I know Scott, you know he. he when I used to run the flat rock fields, you know, in the leagues there, he was one of my, uh, my ums, my main ums actually, you know, he was there all the time. And obviously we all know who Jason is. And I mean, Suchi is Suchi. I mean, <laughs> everybody knows Alan, Suchi. uh, but I mean, I don't know how much background those guys really have on running tournaments. Um, so is there like, what is the game plan there? Do you, I mean, is there, it just literally just going to hit the dirt running and figure everything out as we go, or is do they, do they have a something already kind of in, in place and in plan? Yeah, so I mean, I don't know if you guys know everybody's background there, but uh, a lot of these guys have already ran tournaments, and with USSA software, you know that's where my role come into play. Teams register, I can build schedules, I can get things going. These guys are out; they're knocking on doors, getting fields, and making sure that we have the locations that we need. We have a, a group set up on Facebook right now, and, and they're all communicating with each other to make sure uh, that they're not going to be building tournaments on top of each other. And, you know, I'm excited. It, I think this is the way that a program should be ran. It, there should be several directors. It, it's it's a tough rollover, and, and Suchi and Ayala both are going to help administratively. They're going to be able to get a hold of any one of us down the road here if you got a new player to be added, they're going to be able to log in and put those guys in the system. If you uh, are having an issue with your login or 
getting someone to sign a waiver, that they're going to be able to help with all that stuff. It's just getting people up to speed on that. That really wasn't what Getches wanted to do. He wanted to be out at the events and run them. Uh, he was good on the umpire side. Suchi's taken the lead on a lot of that stuff. He's got a lot of great umpires lined up for this season. Uh, I'm excited to see some of these guys behind the plate, actually, and I think you guys will be too. But I think that's for another off-the-bench conversation with him to see what he's got planned. I love the plug there. Um, My my final question on this is, um, I know Jason and Alan both had teams last year. Are they going to continue to coach and play moving forward, or are they taking a step back from that and just fully committing to the the running and directing tournaments? No, he's playing co-ed in Rochester against me. And, and my team. Uh, I'm, so, I'm not talking about co-ed, Dave. I'm talking yeah. about actual tournaments, damn it. <laughs> uh, no, he's, uh, he's not planning on yeah, playing sure. or coaching. He's, he's taking this a lot more serious than I thought he would. Uh, you know, at first I was just hoping he would run a few events. And, you know, he's, he's got a lot of passion for this community and making sure softball is going to happen here in Michigan. And uh, I... I love what these guys are all planning on doing. I mean, Ayala's kind of taken a lead. He got a lot of ideas about women's reclassification and just trying to get that E program built up. And, you know, he's going to build a committee with some of these uh, women's coaches and former players to really work on the reclassification of the women's side so we can really start from the ground ground up in women's and get an E program really strong here in Michigan and play to D.C., there's a lot of girls that have been overclassed since they started, and really that's been a product of not having an E division. And so that's uh, the focus this year. If you've not gotten your reclass in, here's another plug. Uh, January 31st is the is the deadline, so make sure uh, you get all that done. Log into your account next to where your PRB ranking is. There's a button for reclass, so go ahead and click that. Get that process started. Uh, MIDI is not traditional this year. Uh, Sachi Ayala, myself along with national office, and then we don't know somebody, we're going to reach out to people who do. Not players, not sponsors that are currently in the game. Going to flip, but, uh, going to people, Yeah, people that have relationships, uh, they're going to be asked for their opinions as well. So uh, expect all that information to come out in uh, in, in the next couple of weeks here as far as reclasses go. Um. Quick plug for me, shameless plug. Any Dynasty guys are tuned in right now and you have not submitted your reclass through U-Triple-S-A, we got to get our shit done. <clears throat> Just that means she's really pushing. I don't know if, uh, if you guys have talked to him lately, he wants to get stats at all these tournaments. And, you know, our idea was to have a, a uh, an official scorebook. So if you guys know anybody that's doing scorebooks, we might be able to – he has a scorebook going. I, I might know a guy, Dave. I might know a guy. I, I don't yeah. scorebook. That sounds like a stupid thing to do. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anybody that would want that. I don't see it. I, I do got. I do got two questions though. So, and it's more along the lines of, I guess, so to speak, the the process of you picking the directors. Um, I mean, you kind of touched on it as some of the guys have experience running the tournaments. Did. Did anything go into that as far as what made you select them? And another thing would be, and again, no shade, um, Ayala was actually in runnings to be your guys's. I don't know if you were involved in that or not. Uh, another director last year for U Trip. What 
does that affect anything this year? Or is it like a fresh slate, or how how does that work? Choice. If you don't like a guy, if you got a good relationship with them, go to their event. I want to make sure that the guys that are running events have opportunities. And I mean, same thing with I believe it's the same with One Nation. Everybody's a contractor, so. If you put a bunch of events out there and people don't show up to them, you're not going to be a truck contractor for long. It's like most jobs. Right. So I, these guys are serious about the relationships they have in building a community of softball here in Michigan and working with our competitors. And I, I'm i going to give everybody an opportunity that wants that. If somebody else is out there, you got anybody up north or you know, mid-state that's looking to run events, give me a call. Give, shoot me an email. and. I'll, I'll put you in the running with these guys, and you can run some events as well. It's uh, We're trying to spread it across all of Michigan, the same as last year. I mean, that was the idea that had, uh, making sure that everybody has an opportunity to play, play softball. And more people we can serve, the better. Okay. So with, with directors and the scheduling and stuff like that, and I know me as a coach, I know Rippy as a coach, and even G as a player, um, when or is there a plan already for the release of the 2022 schedule? And with that, do you plan on having more dates at Canton? Just, again, it being one of the better complexes we have left? We can't get in there, honestly. We can't get in there until August. So that's the earliest they allow us in. We might be able to get one or two early in the season based off of the baseball and, and uh, fast pitch schedule. But... As soon as we can get those dates to you, we'll, we'll have them on the schedule. That, those conversations are going on right now. Okay. The plan is to have the schedule out by the end. Of the I know uh, Suchi's got some ideas for a spring states, May 7th, 14th, I believe. It might be a little bit earlier based on some other events that are going on. Uh, and the rest of the schedule, uh, we got some tournaments planned in Battle Creek and out west and most of them are going to be here. We're looking at Delia Park, trying to get some dates there on Saturdays uh, to be a little more centrally located. So uh, Holler Park as well. So expect a full schedule by the end of the month here. Okay. So with with that, you guys, last year before the season, well, right when the season started, you had an event at Pace Center in Ohio. That's how you guys kind of kicked off the year. Do you guys plan on revisiting that and doing it again, or will there be more events at Pace Center, or was that a one-time deal? Fan favorite, it seems like, in the chat. Yeah, a lot of people have been posting that. Pace Center was you know, a great complex. It's expensive as hell. I don't know if any of our tournament directors want to go there. It, I mean, it was over it's over 2500 bucks, I believe, to turn at that, at that point. I mean, talk about expensive. That compared to the five fields in Midland, Midland is so, it, granted, the, the field quality is great. The location is really good. It's just, you know, if these guys are running events, they're, they don't, I mean, they're not trying to make a killing. But if you had, if we run into the same issues as last year where we got a 10-team tournament, they can't even afford that part. So, if, if we give them a call and they have a date available and we look on the back end and can get 20, 30 teams to show up, then, then something will happen there. But as of right now, it's not on the books or even planned. But if we can get a date there and, and teams are willing to, to come and play, we can look at that. I mean, they 
they were happy to have us last year, and it's it's a tough place to get into. Everybody knows it. I've never played there. I don't think I, I might have been there it's once, maybe. It's 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 bad. awesome. It's, it's nice. awesome. So I'm missing out apparently. Do you think with that? Do you think it, they basically are basically um, pricing themselves out of of that? Yeah, I mean, with the like, is it because of the youth market they're they're so heavily involved in? You know, that's the same thing with like Kite Monroe, uh, some of these other parks. They they service youth generally speaking. They don't want the alcohol on site, uh, and the youth are willing to pay those. You got four fifty to six hundred bucks a tournament. $150 gate fees, and they're covering the costs of those uh, those facilities. So unless, unless teams wanted to pay an exorbitant amount to be in those tournaments, or you know, I, I know we're looking for sponsors, bat sponsors, all sorts of things that are going to increase the prizes to be able to give away so that more teams show up to these events. Something to entice them is really going to be a way to counteract the cost of those facilities. So while we're on, on that, you know, with, again, new directors, new uh, facilities or complexes, better prizes, stuff like that, what new things, you know, with those included, can we expect this year versus last year? Is there anything new planned? Uh, I know with, the, with keeping score uh, at the games, trying to get stats going, uh, I know teams love that, players love that. Our goal is to, you know, get player of the year and that conversation started again next year, uh, hopefully. If this takes off the way we think it's going to, it'll transition into you know, award ceremony again, uh, getting a, an event going probably February of next year. Yeah, it's probably February of next year, getting some preseason, uh, probably right after Challenge Cup and to celebrate the teams and how they did the year before. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That would be sweet. Let's, round of applause for that. Bring him that back, man. And and again, like with that being said, as far as player of the year and everything, the biggest thing for softball, and I don't mean this in like a negative way, but it's kind of ways that guys after baseball can relive that you know that time frame. So the awards, you know, in high school they used to give out uh, player awards at my school and stuff like that. Really, it can either one boost your ego. Or two, you know, give the guy that's, you know, the most humble dude on the field that's balling out a round of applause without having to actually, you know, do it on the field and shit. You get that award, then obviously you know where you stand, especially in the community. Will it? Are you guys planning on making it like a, you know, going over the stats and that's what it is? Or would it be like a, a voting thing, so to speak? Uh, I don't know which way they're going to go. Honestly, the, my, my goal, if these guys get up to speed in another year, I'm going to have very little. I, I won't have I won't have much to do with it. I, honestly, with my profession, I am I organize special events for a living, so I might keep my hands in for that. But the whole process of it, I'll I'll be doing the back end implementing, and these guys will come up with the ideas, and I'll just make sure that they're they're working. Okay, you kind of touched on the reclass thing, um, if maybe a little more in depth, so. Instead of having the quote-unquote committee like you had last year where it was, you know, some coaches, players, uh, sponsors, stuff like that, you know, just guys that were involved, uh, your plan this year, uh, from what I understood, was is the guys you have in place that are going to run these tournaments, Ayala, Suchi, 
Galiniac, stuff like that. Um, so they'll be handling, you know, kind of reclassing, and then if they don't understand, you know, a player, don't know a player, um, they'll reach out, is what you're saying? Yeah, so the way it works is, you know, you submit that, that button on your profile, I get an email, and that email I'm putting into a, a, a spreadsheet with everything. So it has your player locker, it has what class you are, what class you're trying to get to, and then your explanation. The guys are going over that. They have their own columns, and they're saying, yes, no, here's my reason. And then that spreadsheet, I have a conversation with our regional reps uh, for national office. A lot of times that's Purcell, Sean Melvin, uh, some of these guys on the national committee. They have to approve that. They're the only ones that can go. So if you're looking for your, your player classification change, final approval comes from the national office and what they're looking at is you know your awards your your player history uh the teams you've been on if you had a national national had uh and then they're looking at extenuating circumstances you know uh, have you had back surgeries have you you know you know had babies and haven't played in years like there's a lot of different factors that can go into this so when you're submitting your player reclassification Put a long explanation on it because they see all that. They'll get that information too. And if, if there's a legit reason why you need to be reclassed and not just like, I didn't play for the last three years because I was a national bump and I couldn't get on a team, they, they don't like that excuse. That's not going to be the answer they want to hear. They want to play, continue to play. And if you went off association, played with somebody else until you thought you could wait out your reclass, that's probably not going to be the case. So two two things with that for me, uh, I just read this in the chat. Uh, Blake Dunges said unless it unless it's been updated in the past week, uh, said he was getting an error message that said we were unable to find an email address for your state director. Please email them directly. Can you kind of give, uh, you know, maybe him a word of advice on how to get a hold of you or how to submit it if if people are getting that error message? Yeah, I mean, if you're getting that error message, hit me up on Facebook or send me a direct email. Uh, just go through your process of, of uh, on the on the website. Just go through the process of submitting your reclassification screenshot of all the detail that you put there, and just send it to me, and then I'll add you to the the queue of the of the spreadsheet list. Okay, and, and there were some other players that were uh, Michigan players that were getting sent to Ohio director, other players who played out of state. Just so you're aware, if you're playing in Ohio and it goes Ohio director, they're going to just deny, your, deny it because you're in Michigan. And I also want to put it out there that if you're a Michigan player and you're playing in Ohio and you're looking for a reclass, chances are I'm not going to reclass you because why the <laughs> hell am I going to help Ohio out? I'm not going to help Ohio out. <laughs> Jock Bonds from the state of Michigan versus Ohio. <laughs> you, heard it, you heard it here first. Yeah. Play a mission or bust. <laughs> so, my, so, Dave, real quick, oh yeah, go ahead, I want to say something because you touched on it uh, a little bit ago. Uh, you talked about the Challenge Cup. Now, I would like to know just kind of what goes, I guess, on in the process of being a director with the Challenge Cup. Is there anything that you're involved in with, like, picking the coaches, maybe picking the players? And if there isn't, I guess, is there anything – in the future we could see with that with you being involved in yeah so i i, I honestly i had so much going on at work billy took all of that okay and 
unfortunately, that's probably why he put his resignation in because of all the conversations and lash out that he received during that whole time. Uh, the only thing that we get from National as far as Challenge Cup is so you see him, we see him. We have to follow. You have to follow. There are some. There is some wiggle room there. You know, it, it's not strict. Three players from every team. It's not your uniforms have to match exactly across every classification. Uh, Billy, if everybody, I mean, I'm sure everybody that knows him, he's very literal, and he's a rule follower. So he read those rules. It was, you know, this is the way things need to be, and he wasn't about to waver on that. So. Yeah, he he got a little he got a little fallout from it, but going forward, uh, you know, we're gonna be consistent in following what Nationals' advice is. But if we don't have if we don't have enough players coming from a team, yeah, there might yeah. be four from one team. You know, there there could possibly be five. We're gonna let the uh, managers have the choice of who their vendors are. We've also been considering looking at, you know, having someone develop artwork and then you can take it to whoever you need to. So yeah, there's going to be some changes there. Uh, hopefully we have more teams playing this year. We'll be able to send two teams down. But I think what people don't realize is National wants it to be a, an all-star game. It's a, a celebration of your year for each of the states. It, it's not necessarily sending the best team. That's what going to Worlds is for. You know, you you have the success of building a team from January, December, when your season ends, all the way through August into October, and, and it's the culmination of all that, which becomes the U-Triple-SA Championship. This truly is an all-star game experience. They want it to be set up that way. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be celebrating your state and representing your state. And for state directors, it's an opportunity for them to say, Man, this guy did a hell of a job this year. We want to give him the nod. And Which I think, with you doing the whole stat thing, will have a huge impact on being able to pick the teams moving forward because we'll obviously have all the numbers right there in front of us. Yeah, and if teams are willing to get on board with that, man, that's something that we're looking at doing this year. If we can have an official scorebook in every uh, every dugout, and you don't have to turn it in, you can take a, a snapshot on your phone of, of the stats for each of your games, mm -hmm. but. We're looking at awarding points that way, so you won't get your points until you submit your stats. Nice. So, go ahead, flip. No, because it, it it chat obviously, and me and you have had back and forth, uh, you know, prior to to the Challenge Cup selection stuff, right? So, uh, Challenge Cup for me personally is kind of touching because, again, honestly, I'm not mad about how the D yeah you are I, no I was I'm not I'm not mad about it it is what it is right you know like I, I take my losses and I roll with it um salty would be a good word I will say that I am very bad word salty right with, with the challenge cup okay the idea behind it of it being a all-star game and to honor those who do good or did great or you know, again, the, the view of it is sending out your best team. We want Michigan to be number one, and that's always going to be my goal with ball, right? Played rec, whatever. I've I've been on teams that got beat every weekend. I got a taste of what it felt like to win. And all no I, zone, baby. Yeah, all, if I'm going to spend time away from my family on Saturdays, I'm there to win. So True. my personal situation, I won't speak on any other division but mine, I was punished for going against you guys um, you know, your decision, I went a little above and beyond. So I won't 
I won't, you know, take that away from myself. I, I did that. Can you sort of elaborate on when you say sending the best players, you're talking stat and talent wise? Or are you talking about character on and off the field? Or if, you know, they cause drama, so to speak, that they will be disqualified from that conversation? Is that like a thing? It's a combination of both, and it's going to be up to um, the directors and the managers. I mean, they they send they love to send two teams, and that should speak for itself alone. You know, it's not about putting the best team out there; it's about putting the best relationships out there, and you know how the best the best group of guys that a manager feels is going to represent the state, and that might be completely different between two teams. You might not see the same guys asked to be on the same on one team or the other. They might not be asked to be on both teams. So it, it is really going to be up to the managers on, on who they bring, but it is going to be stat heavy and it, that's going to have a lot to do with it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you got, if you got a guy that, you know, doesn't, he might be the best player on your team, but he's the biggest asshole on your team. and He doesn't get along with anybody else. Manager's probably not going to ask that guy to go. So, obviously, we've had uh, a lot of controversy, uh, whether it be the uniforms or I I saw uh, coaches that were supposed to be coaching one division but are now coaching another, and teams falling apart, uh, people walking away from the opportunity as a coach and stuff like that. Did you guys have a plan B if, you know, Coach A didn't want to do it or... How did you pick the coaches? I guess is another question to be involved with that. I wasn't involved in that at all. Uh, I I can't speak for Getches. You can get him on the show if you want. I tried, but uh, <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not. I said I, I wasn't involved in that process at all. It's- I I actually you know after. State tournament, I, I kind of fell off the map for a while. Just why you guys didn't see me interacting very much on, on Murder Man or anything. So I, I really haven't been involved in that. Anybody that sent me a message during that time, you know my response. Talk to Getches. Suchy. Yeah, no, I, and I just read that. So, Suchy, just directly, I guess, to you. I'm not trying to – I don't – listen, and I'll, and I'll say this now to where it's, it's dead and out of the way. I don't – care where I was on the list, whether I was at the top or the bottom, the team that I managed or coached in game, the, the success that we had, the runs that we put together, the dominance we showed speaks for itself. I don't care about who, what I did wrong here, who I crossed there. Deeds was a top team last year. Uh, again, a second place finish at worlds. And again, shout out to sting uh, Mac was a great choice. They had their second place in Florida again, the 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 top top tournament that everyone wants to win. No, I don't care where I was on the list. Uh, my my placings, well, our placings, I should say, and and the guys that ran with me last year, uh, all that speaks for itself. I don't nah. Challenge Cup <laughs> is touchy for me, bro. I'll be honest. That that, that yeah, no, grinds my challenge. gears. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, that was why 12, I we brought it up. That, that's a 12, touchy 12, one. Twelve D teams. Flip is option 20. Apparently, shit. But all those second place finishes and good job boys are all out the window at that point. Well, what, you, what, what do you get for second place flip, finish? You, know, you get a fucking boom box. You want me to show it to you? <laughs> flip, when I know when your name came up and 
broadcast national, they're like, is that the asshole that called everybody? <laughs> Come on, Flip. Let's get the air. We're going to get but this on the air. We want to clear. We can clear the air. Because, again, I heard, uh, and I won't drop names, but somebody watches the mitten page. So if, if he's on here, you know who you are. You're, you're a guy above the guys above me, right? If we're going to clear the air. There was a situation that that was brought up about a player being quote unquote frozen on a roster. Okay, my job as a manager is to put my team in the best position to win. If there's a player I feel can help me, I'm going to target that player. When we sign and this is a notice to every player watching right now when you apparently it's not in writing anywhere and I haven't seen it, but when you click accept roster invite, you are locked on that team for the year unless your manager tells you you can be released. You will not uh, be released. You know, yeah, you. Uh, that I found that out. If if you click submit or submit, you know my answer is yes. I want to join this team. You are stuck unless a manager will release you. So unless you're kissing ass and you don't piss your manager off, you're going to be stuck on that roster for the rest of the year. You should be on that roster for the whole year anyway. No, that in so my opinion, in, in my opinion, no, because managers. <laughs> We're, we're all about protecting managers and sponsors, which, again, shout out to every sponsor that, that helps us out as players. You guys are amazing. Whether Unless it's, it's the benefit flip. No, whether, whether it's a, a small-time sponsor <laughs> where you donate a couple T-shirts or you pay for a tournament or you pay for the whole year, right? There's no protection in place for any player. A player is basically a puppet to your manager and your director, there, there's no way around it. I, I, me as a manager, if I want to pick you up, I could sell you a dream. We're going to be a number one team this year. We're going to dominate the division. No one's going to beat us. We're going to win every tournament. Yeah, um, right. Screwed. So three months later, you find out this team is trash. You're stuck unless I say, no, I'm going to release you. Again, me as a manager, me personally, if you want off my team, I'm not going to hold you. We're all grown. We're all grown men. We spend Saturdays away from our family for the game. I'll let you go. Others may not feel the same way. And I, I highly, highly disagree with the being frozen on a roster for the whole year unless your manager releases you. I think that's Look, like you're, you're, What you're leaving out, though, in this, and this is where... For mine personally. You know I mean? For mine personally. Yeah. For your... Here, we'll, we'll talk about your personal situation. It was how close to, to the end of the season, to like states and national world. It's not like it was May or June and this kid was like, hey, I'm not happy here. I'd like to move on. And they were like, no. And then the director got involved and they're like, can we get, re you know, can I please get released? It was, he rolled the whole season out right before the biggest tournaments of the year. Then says, well, my friend's not going to, which he had common knowledge. His friend was leaving the entire year because his friend did the right thing and said, hey, I'm not going to Worlds got to the end of the year and then says, well, he's about done now. So I want to be done too, but I want to go play against you guys. It's not, that's not, it, how it, it works, wasn't that. that's not, that's, that's not even close to how the conversations went. And again, me and me and you talked about this the other mean, day. Let's let give it let's give a breakdown of a time frame. It's okay. How close to States did he ask for his release? Two, to come two, two weeks before States, I had a player hit me up two that, weeks. and it, okay, listen, two weeks. What month is, what month is, hold on, what month is States? I don't know, fucking September. So answer right. me this, Rippy. What year did what what month does the season start, Flip? I don't fucking know. March. 
January, okay, so he, from March to fucking September, right? He he was happy as can be on this team and didn't leave. There's there's so many variables though that go into that. You can't no, it's, say it's, it's, you it's can't your, say it's so, your it's your upset because it wasn't. I'm your not. Advantage. I'm 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 dead and over this issue. It's just something you're that not. That's, I am. Now you're lying to these the people. season's we're over. Wait, the season. We're 2022 now, James. This this was something that we wanted well, this, to clearly air on in in my uh pathway of and, and Dave's just sitting there enjoying this my my pathway <laughs> of my contacts let me break that down to where it doesn't look like I was just finding fucking emails and sending them out okay I I I went directly to our directors Word and Geeches were contacted I believe I messaged Melvin and he didn't respond or he might have I don't remember so I'm, I'm I don't want that to be like you know on record. Then I made a post in an Ohio page that, and I just asked it. I asked the question, you know, like, have, do you guys have this? From the Ohio director, they have a clause that states that if a player is requesting his release, if he does not owe money or he does not have any obligations to the team, he can be forced released after 30 days. Apparently, Michigan does not have that same clause, which I think is something that should be looked at. After that... In Ohio. It, Again, we're we're Michigan, but we're, we're, we're tr- right. But we're trying you know to that? bet. We're trying to better our state of softball. So you better. Okay, so say said player this year comes out and says, you know, what? I got shafted last year. I don't want to play this year. Now we don't give a fuck about the player because we were too busy protecting the sponsor who was just doing it to be an asshole, or not the sponsor, the coach. I apologize because you wanted to be an asshole because at first it was yeah I'll release him, and then later on in the day it was no. So there, there there's nothing there. And from there, it was somebody would reach out to me and say, hey, dude, you know, talk to this guy. He might be able to help you. So I talked to that guy. And before I talked to every person up this damn totem pole, I told them who I spoke with before them. So I don't want it to be one of those things where I was just fucking Googling emails for random people at utriplesa.com. I went and posted and was contacted and given information. And everyone knew who I talked to. I'll be looked at as an asshole or a villain. I, I really don't care. Obviously, I excel in that damn role. But at the same time, if we're going to talk about what happened, this will always be an opinionated argument. There's no fact or anything in writing that says when you sign a player contract or whatever it is that you are locked on that roster for a year. And if there is, show me. Nobody here can pull that up. So I rest my case. Court adjourned. One last question. If you click that button, that's your contract, and everybody should know that. I mean, okay, so watching or come back to listen to that, you click that button, that's your contract for the year. You're stuck on that team. So, so, but where in where in that player clause? And and again, this might just be insight for players because this is actually good for them to understand too. Where on that page where you click submit or accept or whatever does it say that specifically? Straight at the bottom, it's very small, small letters. Please, if if I would love, and I will post a MLA formatted apology to you and all of you Triple SA. <laughs> if you can send me this form so I can apologize, if you do that, I will I'm give you. Up. I'm gonna sign up for a team, and I'm gonna Photoshop it on there. Just... So, 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 round of applause for me for proving a point. There's nothing on there. Until then, I well, hear. Flip, I got one last question, and then we can move on from this. All right. So after you went, to, after you went to to Dave or Billy at the time, and got told no, who was the next person or 
kind of like someone you sought out for advice on this. And do you think possibly they had something to gain from the shit show that was coming next? So, for those who don't know, I reached out. Left that out. No, I did. I, I reached out. I reached out to Tony, and I don't think that it was anything to gain from it or uh, anything that you know. Oh, it's going to be a shitstorm. Let me you know give him some bad advice. It was me as a coach asking a director of another sanction, someone who was with U-Triple-S-A for a long time, advice on the situation. Because I know for a fact that Tony has force-released players before. He's done that where he said, okay, like this is the situation. All right, I'm going to release him. I don't feel personally, and if I was a player, I'd probably get banned for what I do to my coach. If, if I sign on to join your team, I'm paying my dues. I paid for my uniforms. I've paid for my own travel. Uh, I've, I've done everything that I need to do. And, and I feel like, you know what, this team isn't going to work out for me. Or, hey, you know what, like, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't really want to travel anymore and pay all this money to go out there and be done by the next day. I don't feel like that's right. So I asked somebody who had knowledge on it and insight, who clearly I wouldn't get in trouble asking what, the situ what, what I could do about the situation or what, what he would have done in that situation, just where I understood it better. So, yes, I did reach out. So the guy that was the former USSA state director and had a huge falling out with the national office, his own personal family at, the, at that level, you're right. Like him giving, getting the, the new state directors, having turmoil and bullshit, go up the flagpole, you're right. There's nothing to gain from that there. That was just completely I mean, just – what, uh, what, what does somebody out else kindness, gain? Out of, the, out of the kindness of his heart. He was like, okay. Flip, you yeah. know what? So, well, I'm gonna have you contact my nephew, who I don't even. So what? Really so what shit? No, 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 break this down for me. What shitstorm was there other than me getting in trouble, me facing the backlash from it? It did not affect you, Triple S A, at all. It didn't affect the director. It didn't affect anybody else. Me. What? What? Where's the shitstorm? I still supported you, Triple S A, and went to all the events afterwards. I you're, went to Florida. I, I cheered on other right. Michigan teams. So, I understand that. I'm saying, but I'm pretty sure. You're, Dave and Billy probably got some emails going, what the hell is going on with let, this? Let them have it. I Again, I feel if I'm investing my money and time into something, I have the right to ask any question I want to. Again, if, if, I, if, I'm, at, if I'm at my job and my supervisor, if I feel like I'm being done unjust by my supervisor, I have no issue going above them. If I deal with backlash, that's on me. It doesn't affect anybody but myself. And I take full responsibility for what I did and who I talked to. And for Greg asking the questions, I talked to Dave. I talked to Billy. I talked to, I believe his name was Ken. Ken Hawk, I believe. He's a director. I talked to a few of those guys. Now, in my I day. talked to uh, Bradney out of Ohio. And then uh, Purcell was the last one that I talked to where I was like, all right, I'm at the top now. I got told no. So there's that answer. Clear and you still, that. after being told no by those people, you still think you are uh, 100%. You're correct. Again, uh, it's an it's an opinionated <laughs> argument. You guys make jokes about it like there's a fact. Show me right. where when you sign it, you can't. This is that's enough for this conversation. Dave's going to prove that. I'm, this I'm is just, enough for this conversation. You, Let's move on. You can't again, Dave. Please Photoshop it and send it to me, or show me something. Well, Photoshop it. Yeah. Screenshot no. It. Again, yeah. I'm a manager and I'm going to do what's best for the players. Whether it's a player I want to target or my own team, my job is to take care of them and, and do what I got to do. If I want this player on my team, but his manager wants to be a a, a D bag, then it is what it is. 
And then next year, when you try to build your team, other people can take that for what it is and say, I don't want to play for that guy. Or they could say they want to. But at the end of the day, what I'm going to put in a formal request with the national office for the rules change. And it's going to be called the flip car rule. And they're going to put on the website. Protect the players. It's going to be on the website. It's going to say at the bottom when you click that button, it's going to say, are you sure? It's going to say, this is a commitment for the season. There you go. Thank you. Round of applause for that. (laughs) Sarcasm or not, round of applause for that. Because, again, me as a player, if if I'm accepting a roster invite in January for this team, who's to say in February... You know, I'm like, ah, you know, I don't really want to play with you guys no don't more. Like, it. yeah, it's it's not what I'm looking for. If you're not 100 committed, don't accept exactly. it. But but you have. No, I'm saying from a player's yeah, perspective. Exactly. When, you're, when yeah. you're leaving out, I think the the end all be all of why the answer was stonewalled and where it was at was more along the time frame of the situation. That's fine. So let me for for, for all you you players out there, let let me help you out. If you're not happy on your team. Do not wait to the end of the season and then say, can I please get released to go play with a team that's going to be your competitor at the biggest tournaments of the year. That is all you play for at the end of the day. So, so you just, you as a manager, the end of the year. So, so so we're both managers and you just, what you just said was not a good thing to say. You just said when you're going to go play against, when you're, you want to join one of your biggest competitors you're a Michigan coach. Our biggest competitors are not Michigan teams. I refuse to believe that the Michigan teams this year are going to be my biggest competitors. All you're doing, and again, a wise man once told me he may or may not be on a camera right here. There's a reason that they give you 20 people on a roster. One guy leaving should not make or break your team. Okay, and, and again, the argument's going to be, well, one guy shouldn't make your team better. Okay, but again, me as a manager, I'm trying to make my team better, so that's what I'm going to do. As a player, if I'm playing on a team that sucks, in my mind, at the end of the day, it's your 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 standpoint on this. It is. At the end of the day, like stop playing like you give two shits about like what's best for the players and you're trying to make this whole ordeal. I was you're a player. salty because this affected you. It did. Because you wanted you wanted a player and couldn't get him, and then got even more in your feels. Because they said, "Yeah, let's do this," and then a couple hours later said no, which then it went a big snowball. Snowball, snowball exactly. But it did Stop trying to make to this into it something did. that it's not. So, it's, it's so, not. so look and at it, it wasn't this way. May that this happened. It was two weeks before fucking states. We're we're the, viewing. And, and he knew what the deal This is that's story. such a small way to view it, though. That's such a small way to view it. What do you mean? Because my issue, my issue with it. Could have it could it could help out other situations. So if I'm sitting here telling you that this is my issue, this is what's going on. Now the player's getting screwed. Does that not open up a player's eyes? Possibly. Again, the managers and, and upper players that this has nothing to do with. Don't, 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 don't care. It, it is because all those players. So how does that are, not when they sign the roster? It's a contract for the season. Where does it say that? Stop. You guys got to stop being stupid and acting like you can't read. Nowhere on that sheet does it say this is for the whole year. You have to be released by a manager or you will not be released. So if I'm bringing up an issue that could affect, a, again, 1.9 million people that play SSA, and I'm looking at it from a player's perspective saying this is something to protect the player, how am I in the wrong for that? Flip, flip. Pl- at the end of the day, it, it, no, one's ever gonna, no one should ever stop a player from moving up. So if or you being have a player, on a better team. Team, no, stop it. That that's bullshit. Uh, to you, if, if 
if no, it's it's that's you're in the same class. If if a player wants to move up to the next class, you have a, a guy on your team, he's performing well, something happens, another team at the next level or a level above that come and say, Hey, you know, we'd like to, to pick you up. I think there should well, be nothing to stop. Better team at the same level. It's, it's, that, that's my. That's, 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 it's the same level. You're it's, making a lot of team, though. Bro, I'm. Okay, I'm so I'm, there's. So there's. So here, in this in this scenario, right? So all the all the teams that have, you know, all this time, money, things invested into it, for the whole season. At the end of the season, every team should just, you know what, we're going to get 15 guys together and say they're the best 15 players. They all should quit their teams and go to one team in, and say, the hell with everyone else. Sounds like every other In this specific. Case, as long as that's Flip's team, that's okay. In this, no, it's it's but not okay. Else, I would get out of here. Put you, me, you, you put both, me in that situation. We had one of our better outfielders after we tried to pick up Nate, after it was said, yeah, we'll release him. One of our better outfielders left the team. We had zero issue releasing him. He could have went and played for whoever the hell he wanted to. He could have went to the, the team that we were trying to get the player from, and I wouldn't have cared. If you don't want to play for me, you don't want to play for me. But at the end what, of the day, do what? Was this in the month of August? This was in September. Or no, so, no it was August. Last last two weeks so, of August, I believe, is when it started. I can't remember. If, if my not, I'm just out of curiosity. Any, ain't it like the, the first or second week of August, all the rosters freeze anyways? There was no Across frozen rosters. None of Dave, our rosters is that, is, that, is that a thing? Is there a certain date that all rosters are frozen in the system? But typically, you freeze the rosters uh, before state tournaments. How long before state tournaments? Because that would play a factor into this. It, it's uh, two weeks and 17 hours before state tournament. It's a good random number. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like, you guys can view it how you want to, and I'm going to view it. And I guarantee you, as many people that side with you, I guarantee you people view it the same way I do. Again, I'm not, I'm not mad not at, at the fact that you know, obviously shit played out the way it did. It happened, right? I don't think that player made or break, would have made or break, break, broke, whatever the word is, broke our team for that tournament, okay? That, that's not what I'm getting at. But in that process, I realized a fault or a flaw in the USSA system that I feel should have been pointed out. And I don't regret doing what I did. I don't care if I'm drama or not. It doesn't matter to me. I, I'm drama every day I post on the damn mitten page. So again, people could say what they want. If, if if me as a player, if if I'm willing to spend what close to what would you say Florida would cost a player on average with a, a non-sponsored team? You got to pay for your flight, your food, your housing, a uh, rental car if you need one, uh, all your extra fees. Why would I want to spend that money going down with a team that I don't feel like can compete? If my ultimate goal at the end of the day is to win worlds, if I've played with you all year and I said, you know what, you guys aren't that good, we're not going to win. I don't really want to be there no more, man. I apologize. Cool, you can get released. And then what? Four well, or five. We haven't been that good all year. Make that decision three months ago. I, I'm not arguing that. Ago. I'm not saying the timing was right. The timing was fucking horrible. I'm not going to argue that. But I'm saying that the the thing that was brought up that was put in play was the fact that you signed a commitment for the year. No, you didn't. You accepted a roster invite, and nowhere on there does it say you accepted it for a year. And if it does, show me. You can't. How long, how long have you been playing YouTube? Uh, since 2016. Have you ever seen a button that allows you to get off a roster in your in your profile? No, but I've seen directors who would uh, release you if you didn't owe the team anything and your uh, commitment was fulfilled. Not in so Michigan. Bullshit. Who do you think I reached right. out to? Once again, someone that has something to gain from this. So, but it, 
in the past flip and it, the, if you remember the people that you got some of the biggest backlash about this were players that have played this game for a long time again views are I, views. I you, it's, you, it's, you it's an to... opinionated argument show me the it, fact it and then we can talk that's just what it, yeah, it's a, it, it is for sure opinion yeah. I, what that situation i'm gonna tell you what it came down to was am i gonna release a player in that time frame that's what that's really what it came down to just morally when it comes to a releasing a player right before states to go to state worlds it it didn't seem fair at, at that point when i saw the conversations and i had talked to the manager this guy was committed he was planning on going with us to worlds and now he's not you know and and guys already bought their plane tickets based on this guy being one of their their team members to go to go to that tournament with them and potentially them not having enough players to go because this guy wasn't going to go. Now, it didn't work out that way. I mean, they were able to pick up other guys and things like that. But from a moral perspective, when it comes down to state tournament, world tournament, unless you got an agreement on paper somewhere that, that he could have showed me saying that he could get off that roster whenever he wanted, I'm going with the manager. Do you want me to show you the screenshot of them saying he'll be released? I'm just saying. You, I, I, I already did. He's, he can show you the conversations that I had so, managers just regarding right, so, you know, people that bought plane tickets. So I'm not arguing the moral perspective, right? No. Uh, again, I'm yeah. not I'm not going to argue the timing. The more I, I yeah. totally get it. And that's where we didn't disagree. And I had multiple phone calls with Geeches about it. Like, I, I told him my point of view. It was never a thing where I was trying to cause conflict, right? Like, especially in softball if me and you are disagreeing on something me as a coach you as a director that's what it is i'm not going to walk away from that conversation like this guy's an asshole i hate him right that that's not how i'm going to view it uh somebody in the chat brought up uh trying so hard to bring on a guy and screwing your players that started for you all season again i can view it that way too or i can view it as we had guys who didn't show up for a lot of the season and we were trying to strengthen up going to florida our whole team was on board with it i would never bring a guy on unless the whole team agrees so don't make it like that. Um, and we thought this player could help us out. But the whole, uh, you know, back and forth with it, you know, it, it went to a level it didn't need to. And, again, I, I take full responsibility for what I did. But hopefully it's an eye-opener for more players. And, you know, I take my losses as I get them. You know, it is what it is. Next question, please. Yeah, no shit. I was going to say, it is what it is. So, We're going to open it up to the chat. So I know a lot of people in the chat have a lot probably to say or ask. Dave, if you have something specific you want to say or ask, get it in the chat right now. I always start this segment out, Dave, with a hot heater question. Uh, I'd like to change it a little bit. We've been talking some hot soup about softball, a lot of softball talk, a lot of heated softball talk tonight. Um, give me uh, whatever. Let's see. So you have a long day directing on a Saturday somewhere in the country doesn't matter where what is dave words go to meal after a long day man I, i'm barbecue all the way i'm, I'm finding i'm finding something on, it's on a good eats or you know okay. somewhere obscure that i can taste somebody's barbecue anywhere in the country i go i'm always trying to find good barbecue. that barbecue okay tight so gotta get you uh in touch with courtney 
So with, with I know, man. I was uh, talking with him. I mean, there were some yeah. good barbecue places up there in Midland, but trying to get him out there, and I'd love to see him out there. I'm sure, I'm sure, Suchi and some of these other guys oh, want yeah. to see him out there too. Very, very much so. So uh, I know G kind of said it for the for the people watching. Two things: one is while you're here, please like the page, like the stream. Uh, check it, yeah, it, check out it. our YouTube at Off the Bench Live. We're we're halfway to our goal it's on new. YouTube right now. Um, it's new. And and if you have questions, put them in the chat so they can be asked. Davis here. Uh, we've already talked before. He's pretty much open to answer any questions. I did see one that I will ask you. Thomas, I went to that barbecue place that Billy was talking about. I put it on the scale and it was fire. I forgot what it was called though. It's in my notepad. So, one of the questions is from Laura. Uh, for the weekends, people don't play but want swings. Is there a way to possibly consider a write-in system to get players swings and exposure? Like, basically, uh, the tryout system, but for lateral or single case. So, I guess instead of, you know, you get the tryout with the conference level and then you can go back down. Is there a way to do that? Because if I'm not mistaken, once you move up, you're classed as that, correct? The system will only allow you to, I think it's two or three moves up to a different team per year before you get locked in at that classification. So, uh, I mean, if you're if you're signing up as a women's E team, this you're trying to get extra swings on a D or a C team. You, I'm pretty sure, and I can I can get verification on this. There's a lot of backdoor workings of the UAAA system as far as the way that they have their analyticals going and the algorithms that are built into it. So. I can try and get a little bit of clarification there. I believe it's two or three times to go up above your class and play on a weekend, still get removed and come back down and not have it. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, like I said all along, the UAAA system is built for players to go up. If you're consistently going up to play, the system's going to recognize that and they're going to want you to stay up. Tyler Whitehead. Jesus. Hot soup. I mean, for real. <laughs> he knows. So... And that bring that kind of brings me to to one of my questions. Then I'll jump back to one that I just read in the chat. So with the whole reclass thing, right? Guys moving up, guys moving down, things like that. With the with the committee, and I speak because uh, as a coach, if there's another coach on that committee, because you're allowing them to do both, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what if you know a player reclasses and this coach is in that same level, and he's like, no, I don't want to play against him or you know, that hurts my chances of winning, so let me just give you a decent reason to, to deny it. Is that, will you be taking those certain directors or people from the reclass committee and saying, okay, you can't vote on this one because it's in your class, or how does that work? It's the same as last year. That was the same situation. If anybody had a hand in on, on a player, potentially knew that they could have that player on their team at some point in the year, or play against that player, they didn't have a chance to vote. Okay. So it's it's always going to be like that. It's And on top of that, I, I think, honestly, with the way that the committee's set up, guys are fair. They're not, they're not looking at things that way. It's about, you know, the betterment of Michigan softball and, and trying to make sure that uh, everybody's on the same page and players are where they're supposed to be. So, you know, if, you're, if you've been playing above class and you really aren't that class, Chances are you'll get that request. If if there's still hope for you to keep going up, you're probably not going to get that request. So it, 
you might not think it, but there's people watching all the time. And, and those people, you know, might have higher hopes for you than you do. So, unfortunately, there's a, there's probably several people that aren't going to get that reclass because there's a chance that they can offer the upper division that they're in or the higher division uh, a better opportunity for them to play or to keep enough teams in that division to make a, a solid tournament. If we keep reclassing everybody to DE, never what happens to the C? What, yeah. ha what happens to eventually the B in Michigan? You can't it's, not a, it's not the way that the process is supposed to go. Okay. Uh, Joey Cates wants to know, is there mandatory qualifiers to be eligible for Worlds? Joey Bag of Donuts. <laughs> um, as far as the amount of tournaments you have to play, we're going to stay on that same path with three, three events. So you'll have to play in three events, uh, one being your state tournament. So, And there's going to be other events, you know, NITs that have state tournament qualification that are involved. But three events is going to be the standard. Okay. And I'm, I'm not sure you'll be able to answer this now, but if you have any insight, maybe. Uh, Christopher Green wants to know, what are the official qualifications for next year's Challenge Cup? Uh, those rules come directly from national. So... Uh, you know, if we're depending on the amount of teams that we're allowed to send, if it's one or two, depending on the process that they do, uh, we're looking at it being stat driven. So if you're playing USA ball and you have a you have the stats to show that you deserve to play in the Challenge Cup, then you'll be part of that conversation. Uh, I don't know if we're doing a minimum qualification as far as Challenge Cup. It is an all-star tournament, but... If you haven't played U-Triple-S-A all year, obviously you're not going to qualify, qualify for Challenge Cup. Yeah. Right. No, I think that should be common sense. Yeah. Um, we'll do the last one from the chat. Uh, Kelly Corsetti wants to know if there is a woman on the committee. The committee? Uh, so like I said before, the unfortunately the group of directors is all men at this point, but uh, Sachi Ayala and myself are handling a lot of the reclasses right now uh, and if we don't know a player or uh, there's a player that we don't have enough knowledge about who's looking to get reclass they're reaching out to people with that knowledge i think between the three of us we know enough people that know people that we can find out enough about someone if they deserve to be in a certain class or not okay um so back to our questions uh we always ask you know the the michigan guys the local guys we bring on here this one, where do you see Michigan softball in five years? Where do I see it, just from an overall program standpoint, or yeah, USA or whatever? Yeah, as far as as far as like obviously what we've been uh, again the the kind of storm we had last year. Where where do you see it going from here in the next five years, from a director or even you know as a, as a as a person in general, just looking at the Michigan slow pitch scene. Um, I mean, every time a team registers, it goes to my email. So I see the teams coming through. I see women's E-teams that, you know, we've never had an E-team register in Michigan before, along with, you know, some men's teams this year that I, I don't even know the names of these people that are registering. So for me, I see growth, uh, especially E-D, that, that level. Uh, with the directors on the west side of the state, I guarantee there's going to be growth over there this year. And you uh, in five years, 
the state as a whole, you know, Jimmy running one nation with uh, the group of guys that we have that are willing to run turn. Uh, adding to that list just because of the, the community that we're putting together. I think I see it growing. You know, these guys are are door pounders, you know, the, they're going to go drag people off their couches that haven't played in years to come out and play. And on top of that, there we got guys that are looking at high school baseball fields to find find people to bring into to slow pitch. You know, I, I think it's going to grow. And there's guys out there that are coming out of college playing baseball that, you know, are going to get local jobs and they're going to look for something to do. And I think the camaraderie in, in slow pitch and you guys see this community that we have. Yeah, it's one of the best. It's in as far as Michigan goes. I'm excited for this year. Uh, if you notice, we we didn't reclassify teams at, at a state level. Only now. we got some hot teams coming in this year. We we got real shots to win championships. I agree. You always want to be competitive. Thanks. And uh, and we're gonna keep that. We're gonna keep that. You know, we're. We're not going to overclass people. We're not going to push teams up if we don't have to. Our goal is to win a championship. And we got some shots in E, C, D, uh, Rip. I don't know what you got planned. I don't know the players you got, but we got plans at the higher levels too. So we keep we developing. We will this year. So I'm saying if we keep developing at the lower level, we got to feed these upper teams and – if we have one or two, one right now, two later, three down the road, it's going to keep going. It's going to keep growing. I mean, you sh- you have my team will register out of Michigan. I think we have four or five guys out of Michigan. TG will be playing A from my understanding this year as well. So you should have two two teams playing A in the conference registered out of Michigan this season. You guys – guys are always around you're always looking you're gonna have guys that you come out and have do tryouts uh stay close man stay close we got a lot of talent here those five guys i hope next year year after guys 50 guys from michigan that are sitting on those teams so last we hit you with the last question um so tuesday no it wasn't this past it was last week actually last week on king c we brought jimmy z on um, obviously you guys have had talks about, you know, maybe not conflicting schedules and things like that. Um, the whole goal of our podcast is one, you know, to bring entertainment, uh, you know, make softball fun, make it enjoyable, things like that. We, we bring, we do the podcast, the interviews to help players get insight, uh, game streaming and commentating, you know, we give people something to watch and enjoy and actually see scoreboards and, and things of that nature. So, our goal with the podcast is to to always elevate, especially Michigan softball, right? We talked to Jimmy. We brought up an idea of us being able to actually do the bracket releases uh, for One Nation on Thursday. So when we do King Seat, we'll drop their brackets live. Uh, teams will be able to see who they're viewing. We'll drop the, uh, the link in the comments or the description so people can check it out. Um, but, you know, making people want to see something and have something enjoyable to watch. We'll give live bracket predictions, things like that. Um, we did a vote on the Mitten page. You're a member of it. You saw it. It was an overwhelming yes that we should be allowed to do that. What are your thoughts of us doing it for you, Triple SA? Yeah, talk to the guys. I knew this question was coming. Uh, they're all for it, man. 
like if you guys are interested in doing it uh get these teams registered early let's fill up it'll these tournaments way, yeah, it'll be another way to get them in you, got, you guys heard that right there get your team registered asap and and things like that can can be brought to you guys again we're always open for feedback again from especially directors on on what we can do to to help the community to to bring it up again to make michigan a, a dominant state when it comes to us traveling and and helping players out you know whether it be showcasing them with clips of the week or bringing their name up or showing love on game commentating it's it's all about bringing it to a higher level than what it is i'm, I'm all for it um one thing too yep you know if if you got if you got a team and you haven't registered yet for one nation or let's say or any of the other sanctions you're playing on playing asa nsa whatever you've got get your team registered and when our schedule drops Best thing you can do for any of our directors who are putting money out to rent fields and set up tournaments and all this stuff, even if you don't pay in advance, go to the tournament and put your team in it. Get your team on the list. Register early so that the directors know and have confidence that it's, it's going to run. Right. That's the only way to continue to offer these, these programs at the state level is get the teams registered. So if you haven't Signed up for any association, get your team online, get your roster going, build that team, and register for those tournaments all across the board. We we got to see the teams in the tournaments to make sure they run. It's, it, that's the probably the biggest struggle and most difficult for a director is you got three, four teams, and you're like, how the hell am I going to run this tournament? You know, get your team registered early. Don't wait till that last schedule drops in February. Start filling up your schedule. Get it out to your team so that they can know those weekends locked in you're going to be traveling make sure you know what your schedule is build it now get it going so expect ours by the end of the month jimmy's got his out ready and your team's registered so dave on on that note i mean and this would kind of parlay into helping with the whole thing i mean i think part of like the conversation i think jimmy said last week was to kind of like I mean, not so much say we're working quote unquote together, but like not working against each other. So like when one, you know, one sanction is hosting a E tournament, the other one's hosting a, a DC or women's playing in one weekend over here. And then the following weekend over there, is that the game plan? And if that's the case, then, I mean, it's not really conflicting for us when we're, if we, I mean, drop in the bra- brackets weekly on here, it's, you know, I mean, building the community up and everyone getting love. Yeah the plan we're not going to conflict with the same classification each week and I mean, we realize teams don't have infinite <laughs> the amount of money that we would love them to have it's not going to happen we're not going to register every- we got some teams that are going to play three tournaments some teams are going to play 18 tournaments uh but if you're playing those three get get them online if you're playing 18 and you know it get them online i know money comes all through the season but uh if you have a schedule and you're planning on rolling with it get it on we're gonna the west side of the state we're not as worried about conflicting with with jimmy i, I don't think it's going to have as much pull I mean, we've noticed that for midland and some of these other places you get a very select amount of teams that go to those tournaments they're not i don't think the west side of the state's going to affect the east as much you'll have some teams that'll travel but it's not going to be like pulling the whole east side over to play a west side tournament. You might have three or four or five teams that go but some of those dates may be conf- conflicting, but we're going to try and wait them all together. Right on. Um, 
So before before we do the outro, Dave, and, and cut you loose, we always end the episode with our guest. Um, so Tuesday, this coming up Tuesday will be hot our, soup. Yeah, our third episode of hot soup, um, which we didn't do it this week. We will be doing it on Tuesday. We will be having a giveaway, courtesy of Brandon Tishma over at Rosenall Power Sports. Tishma. Uh, ATVs, uh, dirt bikes, anything to do with any of that. Go Basically, see yeah. everything but snowmobiles. Yeah, go see Tishma over at uh, Rosenall Power Sports. Um, again, the way to enter is you have to like the actual stream. If you act, if you That'll like the actual Tuesday. stream, you will be entered into the giveaway, and the winner will be receiving a Fox Racing jacket. Uh, once, if you win, message me, Lord. claim the prize, tell me your size. Um, and you can go pick it up in person, or if you can't make it out there, reach out to me and I'll work it out with you. Um, again, a lot of the preseason shows will have a lot of interviews to, to give you guys more insight, whether it's from a director, uh, a player, a coach, a sponsor. Uh, we plan on touching base with a lot of them. And Tuesday's guest will be, drumroll please, Phil Matt. He is a D Marini pro player and a major player playing for Resmondo this upcoming season. Drop bombs for Phil one time for accepting the invite to come on to Hot Soup. So, again, join us Tuesday at 8 p.m. for a live giveaway, a live interview with Phil Matt, and enjoy yourselves, man. This is all about entertainment. Um, Dave, again, thank you for your time. We we really do appreciate it. I feel like you got a a lot of answers. A lot of answers. Yeah, a lot of answers. Um. Shout out, Suchi, shout out to Suchi. Shout out to Suchi in the chat. Uh, for those who didn't catch his comment, he did say that if you are asking questions that we were not able to ask Dave, he is screenshotting them and will get you an answer. That is an awesome thing to do, and it helps you guys get the answers you need. So, Dave, thank you again, man. Um, looking forward to this year, especially from uh, you know a coach's yep. perspective. Uh, and a player's perspective. Yeah. And, and, hey, Chris. Uh, he, he lives right down the street from me. He runs Big House Jerseys on Facebook. See if he can jump on the show, give away some jerseys for you. There we go. So, hey, hey, round of applause for that real quick. Round of applause. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to put him in touch with you tomorrow and see if he can he can be one of your uh, sponsors. You That'd be dope, yeah, man. Definitely. We appreciate, definitely appreciate that. Appreciate that, Dave, and thank you for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're a busy Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Have a great night. Everybody, we will see you Tuesday at 8 p.m. for Hot Soup with pro player Phil Matt in a live giveaway. Appreciate you tuning in. Peace.